Hello and welcome to another story, another Stoma Stories episode. And today I have Matt from Sydney with me. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. So you've told me that you have a permanent ileostomy. Can you tell us how that all came about? Um, so it all came about, um, I actually had um, a colostomy when I was nine years old for eight months due to ulcerative colitis. Wow. And then just in November of last year, so November 2021, um, I was given a loop ileostomy. It's not completed at the moment, so I've still got to have another procedure uh-huh. yet. So I actually um, was diagnosed with Crohn's disease later in life about six years ago. Um, and it started to come about with um, anal fistulas and abscesses. So I had right. many operations for the abscesses and the fistulas, um, many seat and bands in to keep the tracks open so the stuff wouldn't build up on the inside of the anus or anything like that. Um, and I actually fought for about um, two years to get the ileostomy because I was pretty much living on um, constant strong pain relief. Um, I did try um, two types of treatment to correct the fistula. So Mm -hmm. I did um, self-injecting Humira injections at home. Um, And I was also um, on an infusion called Infliximab. So tell us about these injections. The Humira is what you said? Yeah, so the Humera, it started off with um, a loading dose to start off with. So it was four needles in one hit. And then two weeks later, you'd have another two needles. And then I think it was every six or eight weeks, I would inject again and it was just one needle. Mm-hmm. And, and what was this supposed to do for you? Um, so it was actually meant to clear up the fistulas. Okay. Um, but I was actually quite ill while I was on the Humira. I had um, a lot of infections while I was on the Humira, so it didn't really do anything for me at all, the Humira, which was a bit of a shame, but, mm. you know, not everything's meant to work, I don't think. So mm. um, we ended up, I ended up going off the Humira, I think after about two years it was. Okay. That's a long time to have to deal with something that didn't work. Yes, yeah, and then we, um, in that time, I changed specialist, um, my Crohn's specialist, because he had retired. Mm. So then I went on to a new specialist. So my old specialist was at um, RPA Hospital, RPA Hospital in mm-hmm. Newtown in Sydney, mm-hmm. um, and now um, I'm seeing uh, Dr. Cameron Bell, and he's at Royal North Shore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on obviously on the North shore of Sydney and he was the one that put me on to Infliximab. Okay. So, um, the Infliximab started off as a loading dose as well. Um, you'd have a loading dose and it was done quite slowly. It was done over about four or five hours Okay. at a slow, at a slow rate. Um, and then you had it, um, four weeks, um, two weeks later and then four weeks later. And then I went on to infusions um, every eight weeks. Wow. Um, and that wasn't working well enough. So then we decided to go to every six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was quite well for quite a while. I got a trip into New York in that time while I was on that treatment. So I was very lucky um, that I got an amazing trip to New York in. Mm-hmm. Um, about two and a half, three weeks before I actually went to New York, I had emergency fistula surgery. Oh, no. So I was very lucky that 
I got to get on the plane and fly over there, but I was very, very healthy the whole time I was in New York. So that was oh, a big plus. That's good. Um, and then when I come back, I was probably on it for about 12 months and I was quite well, but things weren't as well as what the doctors wanted it to be. So we ended up putting the dose up and going back to every eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was quite a high dose. I think it was 1,200 milligrams. Mm. So it was quite a high dose of um, the infliximab. And I was reasonably healthy on that, but still wasn't 100%. So that's when we um, decided to go for the permanent ileostomy. Mm-hmm. So you so said had it, to be. So you said it was your choice to do the permanent ileostomy. Yeah, I fought for it for quite a while. Um, I fought for it for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that my surgical team kept on saying, no, you're too young. You're only in your 30s. And I'm like, well, it's my life. It's my body. Mm-hmm. I believe that because it's my life and my body, if I'm not 100% well and if I'm on, I, I was on oxycodone pretty much every day, twice mm-hmm. a day because of pain levels, because of the fistulas. So, you know, that, that makes you very um, foggy in the brain. It gives mm-hmm. you a lot of brain fog and mm-hmm. confusion. And I never really forgot anything, but it was the pain levels were horrendous um, with the fistulas. And I got put to quite a, a dark place. And I had to, after about two years of being in quite a dark place, I ended up getting some help because I, I didn't want to be here anymore because of the pain. It was interfering with my work as well. Mm. Um, I was a manager at McDonald's while this was all going on. Yeah. Um, and the support from there wasn't the best, so that made it a bit difficult as well. Of course. So, yeah. But um, having this permanent ileostomy put on in November last year is the best thing I've done. Really? Well, yeah, I, I, can, um, I can see that you've got relief, but I had a colostomy for a period of seven months. I hated it with a passion. I really did. And then when I hear stories. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I hear stories of people like you and you says, oh, my God, I'm so happy I've got a permanent colostomy or a permanent ileostomy. And I'm like, really? But hearing why you did it, I suppose I can understand. I mean, I just didn't like the pooing in the bag thing, you know, and all the, everything that went with it. I have so much more time on my hands now because I'm not going to the toilet 10 times a day. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It is convenient, I guess. It is convenient. In one sense, it's very convenient. Yeah. Like, I was, because I don't have a large bowel because they took that all when I was nine years old. Yeah, let's so go. Sorry, can we just go back to that? Nine years old. Yeah, of course. And you had so, a colostomy. Um, yeah, how so when I was feel, about... Sorry, how did you feel, though, as a nine-year-old and this was all taken away and you have to poo in a bag? And I thought, oh, my gosh. I guess when we're so young, we're so resilient. Right, okay. Yeah, I think sense. I think um, resilient is a really strong word to use mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there. The way um, the um, colostomy come around when I was so young was I was bleeding from the back passage constantly Mm -hmm. and it was very fresh blood and when they went in and did a total colectomy Mm -hmm. um the best the way that they described my large bowel was like a scab Mm -hmm. 
So when you fall over and graze your arm and you have a scab come back, that's what my large bowel looked like. Wow. So it was, um, so they diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was nine years old and it was a a series of three operations. Mm -hmm. Um, The first operation they took um, all of the large bowel besides the rectum part. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the second, and popped the stoma out. In the second operation, they um, created what you call a J pouch. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. So that, yep, so that's created from the small bowel and that's sewn to the anus. So they took the rectum in the second operation that's sewn down to the anus and hooked up to your small bowel. Mm-hmm. And then in the third operation, they popped the stoma back in and I functioned as normal for many, many years. So I was mm-hmm. only nine then and I'm now 33. So how long did you have the colostomy for? Um, only for eight months. Okay. And then, yeah. so did they reconnect your colon then? Or No, so they connected the small bowel to the J pouch because I had no, I've got no right. colon whatsoever. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It, oh, gosh. I, I, that is just an amazing feat. You're not the first one to tell me that you had issues at nine. I had another guest on who had problems at nine years old as well. And for me, that just is an incredible feat that, ha- I mean, having to deal with it as an adult, as I say, I hated it with a passion, but as a nine-year-old, you know, it's truly. Yeah. I had um, a lot of support and care around me. I went to a very good school and they were very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also very lucky once I had had the three um, operations, I got this, uh uh um, the starlight foundation over here Uh um and they help kids who normally who are terminally ill with cancer and stuff and you get a wish so oh yeah my family yeah yeah so sort of like make a wish foundation and places like that um so my whole family went to the gold coast over here in australia nice for a whole week and everything was paid for (laughs) so we were um very very lucky to get that trip and it was amazing and I'm definitely glad I went after I had mm-hmm. the last operation we went to all the theme parks over there so we went to movie world sea world and dream world which was amazing and yeah it was definitely something that the the family needed after quite a, yeah. quite a rough run absolutely so now fast forward to you finally pushing for the ileostomy the permanent ileostomy I'm surprised, though, that even though the doctor said, oh, you're too young, but then you already had the history of the colostomy. So, what you know, it doesn't make sense to me that you're, you're too young to have a, a permanent ileostomy. It doesn't really make a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. Mm. I guess they just try and avoid it for younger people. When I was younger, we had no choice for me to have the, have the colostomy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was my choice to have the ileostomy, and uh, honestly, it's it's the best decision I've made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, been a, I I didn't work for thirteen months, and I've just started work again, so it's really nice. I'm just working a couple of days a week. It's really nice to be back mm-hmm. at work. Yeah, that's great, and it's just nice to have routine in my life again. Yeah, absolutely. I can get that. So um, obviously you're coping well enough with the ileostomy. There's no issues with it. How long have you had it now? 
um, only since November, so just over three months. Oh, okay, okay. I know, it'd be a little bit longer. Um, November, December, January, February. We'd be going into the fifth month now. Uh-huh. And so. everything's working out fine. I mean, you, as you said, you were in a dark place before, but now you're okay. Yeah, no. Um, mentally, to start off with, whilst I was in hospital, I was a bit down in the dumps. I, I mm-hmm. thought I was going to accept it, accept it a lot quicker and easier. Mm-hmm um but yeah once I got over that and I was fully recovered from the procedure I've I didn't really have um many issues to start off with so I was very lucky there's a couple of minor skin issues to start off with yeah but that's that's about all now I've got it all under control um so I've got a uh, a two-piece bag okay so I just changed the ba- the base plate twice a week Okay. Um, and I can just change the bag every two. I sometimes I change the bag part every day, or I uh-huh. can change the bag every two or three days. Yeah. So, um, do, have you any issues with leakages? You said you got skin irritations. I had that too, which is very annoying and painful. Um, yes, the skin issue. I I didn't have big skin issues. Um, I was very lucky with just barrier spray. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 fixed it up quite well for me um I've only had one leak so far and it was my actually my own fault okay um so I did a bag change and then put my hernia belt on straight away which is a support belt so it Mm -hmm, stops you mm -hmm. from getting a hernia yeah yeah. I put that on straight after I did a bag change and went out where what I've learned my lesson now Mm-hmm. I um, do my bag change and then I put a heat pack on it for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and that's just to help everything mold and stick better. Okay. And ever since I have done that, I have not had one leak issue at all. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So just a heat pack for 20 minutes and uh-huh. it has to go in the microwave for about two, two and a half minutes, the heat pack. And it's fantastic. Huh. That's a, that's good news. See, I didn't know yes, anything. Well. I didn't know anything about that when I had my colostomy. So why did you have your colostomy? I um, suddenly found I had colon cancer. Um, I had bleeding as well. Wow. I had bleeding. Yep. And I put it down to hemorrhoids because I have hemorrhoids, and I kind of dismissed it. Yep. And then I thought that's a little bit too much blood for hemorrhoids. So I yep. had um, a blood test done, nothing showed up. And then I went to the local hospital in Hong Kong because I thought I had the flu. Um, turns out I had the tumour and I also had an abscess, which was causing the flu-like symptoms. So it was a case of, oh, yes, you have a tumour, you have an abscess, you need emergency surgery. I'm like, okay, <laughs> not thinking, not realising. Yeah. And I wasn't told anything that this was a possibility. So thing I wake up whenever I woke up and look down and think, what the heck is that? <laughs> you know? The, you yeah. Know. And um I had it for longer than I should have because I developed a um pulmonary embolism in the hospital, which is yeah. common amongst uh, Caucasians, not Asians. And they hadn't done anything to prevent it. So I had to be on blood thinners for six months. So it, it prolonged the, you know, the reconnection for a few more months. And the which, recovery probably yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a, a not such a good time, but thank goodness it's all passed now. Cancer free and, you know, all that good stuff. 
So that's why I wanted to do this, though. I want people to tell the stories, good and bad, you know? Yeah, I, I always um, think it's really important to share the bad, but just as important or even more important to share the good. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think... Um, because I know that there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there that we have that have ileostomies or colostomies, and we don't even know. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. don't even know that they have them. There's 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 famous people out there that have them. That's One right. thing I have, yeah, like, um, oh, what's the the singer's name? Anastasia. She's got Crohn's disease. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. And has had severe Crohn's disease over the years. I don't think she's ever had a colostomy or ileostomy, but severe Crohn's disease yeah. and, and had um, surgeries for it and stuff. Uh-huh. But um, it's it's the there's one thing I want to do with the ileostomy, but I haven't done it yet because I've been a little bit concerned, and that's swimming. Right. Yeah. But you take a shower. I know you can. Yes. Yeah, so I know um, you. Um, the best way for me to support my ileostomy bag would be for me to wear a rashy shirt. Right, yeah. Which is just a tight swimming shirt is the best way to describe that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would be okay, but for some reason, it's just something that goes through my mind that's stopping me. I know. I know. I get it because I suffered a lot from leaks. Um, okay. Always at night usually but one time during the day oh no not once uh two or three times it happened during the day but most of the time it was at night and if it wasn't yeah. leakage it was ballooning up because of gas you know that's one thing yep. i never expected was farting in the back you know i know it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever i um had my booster shot um last tuesday and I had a reaction for three or four hours on the Wednesday morning uh-huh. and I um, fell asleep on the lounge and my partner um, come over because he heard my stoma constantly making noises. So clearly the stoma <laughs> was farting yeah. and he's come over and lifted my shirt up and I said, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, oh, I'm just making sure that you're not, like, full. I said, why? He goes, oh, your stoma hasn't stopped. <laughs> I said, well, there you go. I didn't even know. I didn't hear it. And um, it was, I didn't know, but it's supposedly tradition that you name your stoma. Yeah, yeah. So um, my stoma is um, home of the stoma. Home of the stoma. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah yeah so homer and then I, my little bag that's got all my goodies in it that i need if i'm out and about and something happens uh-huh. so i'm a bit of a fan of the simpsons uh-huh. so then my little accessory bag is called marge so i've got homer and marge oh very good that's good i mean it's, yeah. as I say, it's great to hear that, that people do accept it deal with it get on with life with it you know but you, you have no choice, really, because it's like you said. No, there, there is no choice. No, it's like you said, you can't see that a person has it. It's not like we've got a broken no. arm or a broken leg, a scar, a visible exactly. scar on our face or arms or legs. It's it's hidden away and we do hide it away. Well, most of us do. Um, some people yes. want to show off, but majority of us hide it away. But for me, I hid mine because of embarrassment. You know, I didn't want people to know I had one. I was always concerned yep. about the smell, if there was a smell. 
Yep. Yep. Every now and then I get a little bit of a, a smell, but nothing compared to what I did when I had fistulas and abscesses. Right. So when I had the all the fistulas and abscesses, I actually had to have a pad in my underwear all the time because I would leak that much pus oh. or bleed from the fistulas and it was oh. a horrible, horrible smell. Oh, that's terrible. It was. I stained many, many clothes over the uh-huh. five to six years of having them. Um, and I, lo- I look back now, I'm, I'm a big musical theatre boy. Okay. Um, so I love going and seeing musical theatre and I love performing in musical theatre. Yeah. And I'm now um, rehearsing for a show. I'm rehearsing for Singing in the Rain over here with an amateur society. Oh, um, and yeah, so and I'm also directing a show in the second half of this year wow. that will go on stage in October. So the, the ileostomy has definitely changed my life for the better. Yeah, and you, you're not too bothered about the pooing in the bag thing. It doesn't really affect you in any way. No. Doesn't bother me at all. That's it's great. Not bothering me at all. I do have to have um, another procedure done, which um, I'm not too keen on the idea. So um, probably in November this year, uh-huh. um, I've got to go back in and have my J pouch removed. So at the moment, because it's not being used, it is shrinking in size. Oh, okay. So they actually did um, my stoma surgery by keyhole. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's amazing what they can do by keyhole now. So that's been done by keyhole. They're hoping to do this next procedure by keyhole as well. So they'll go in and remove my J pouch. Mm -hmm. They'll remove um, six to eight centimetres of anal tissue. Mm -hmm. And they will also sew up the bottom hole. Right. So you'll you'll have what everyone refers to as a Barbie butt or a Ken butt in your case. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. That's one thing I'm quite concerned about is having yeah. the bottom sewn up. Yeah. Um, they say on average I'll be in the hospital for 12 to 14 days. Oh, okay. That's a long after time. After the procedure. Um, and I found out um, probably whilst the time I'm in hospital, I won't be able to sit on my bottom for any more than half an hour a day. Ooh. So I will either be in bed or, or moving. Right, but that's not a permanent situation, though, is it? No, no, it's not permanent. It's just to start off with why, why the bottom heals up. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, you know they've got those round... I've got a special cushion now that's like a toilet seat, so there's a hole yeah. in the middle and yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't know. Yeah, I've got that because of when I had the fistulas, the fistulas and the abscesses. Yeah, so I've got one of those. It's always in the car. So and maybe I still use it now. Would that maybe help when you've had this second, this other procedure? Yeah, yeah, that should help. So I'll take that as well. Yeah. and I've actually got a um a special pillow for in in the bed at night time. Okay, so I have what they actually call a pregnancy pillow. Oh yeah. Um and it actually yeah, it actually surrounds my whole body and then that stops me from rolling onto the side of where my bag is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming that's helping to stop and help with leaks and stuff at night time as well, which is really good. You know, that's a really damn good idea. I never thought about that because I would like, you know, because I used to sleep well, I, I didn't used to sleep that well, but I would wake, I would turn over in my sleep. 
And the next thing I knew, I'm on my left hand side and going, but only because I was either expecting something to be wrong, like, you know, the the had ballooned or was leaking or whatever. But that's a really, really good idea. I never thought about that. Yeah. So now I just sleep on my back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's brilliant. I, I do. Yeah. So it's definitely the pillows definitely helped. Mm-hmm. so that pillow is probably one of my best investments I've made yeah so that has definitely helped it um I was very frightened about sleeping in the bed I didn't sleep in my bed for about six to eight weeks oh I was sleeping I was sleeping on a rec- on a recliner lounge oh, okay but now I'm back in the bed and I'm just I'm sleeping so much better yeah that's great but yeah I know that it does affect some people's sleep pattern because there is that worry of going on to whatever side your colostomy ileostomy is on and then it may be as like me blown up like a balloon or or has leaked you know and that it did yeah that's right it did affect my sleep pattern a lot but um the pregnancy pillow is a really good piece of information for anyone yeah, listening it, yeah it, it, it um definitely helps it was the best thing that I got and now I'm I'm sleeping in the bed and I, ha- I, I have not had one leak in bed at all that's amazing that is yeah, so, so good I'm very happy yes, no. it's definitely helped yeah I mean it's so amazing you've you've got this permanent ileostomy you're back at work now and everything is working out for you. You're sleeping and everything. I'm so happy for you, Matt. I really am. Yeah. It's, it's um, definitely changed my life. Like I remember when I was in pain and suffering all the time with the fistulas, Uh I I very rarely wanted to leave the house. I can imagine. I just, I just wasn't in pain. I was depressed as well. I was Mm -hmm. unhappy. Oh, I know. I get it. I get it. So, you know, it was, um, and for it to go on for as long as it did, it went on for about six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really long time. Yeah, so it was um, now having the permanent ileostomy has just been the best thing I could have done. Yeah, that's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So happy to hear that. It's always good to hear people yeah. when they tell me good stuff like this. Always good news. Yeah, it's nice. It, it, it's um, I thought to myself the other day, it, it feels unusual to feel healthy, right? And yeah. somewhat and somewhat normal again. Yeah, absolutely. Especially it's, um, since it's, it's in it. Oh no! So I was just going to say, especially since it's just a relatively recent event. And you've gone yes. through all this pain and suffering for six years. That is an awful long time to deal with something like that. Yes. And now we're happy, happy, happy. <laughs> yes, very much so. I feel <laughs> so much healthier and I'm happier. I'm not struggling. I'm not in pain. Yeah. Sure, I was. I, I dare say, like, still in life, I'll have good days and bad days like we all do. Of course. But I'm just so much healthier. Yeah. And that is the best news ever is the fact that you've got your health and you feel healthy. Yes. And when you, when you feel healthy, you feel happier and everything is a knock on effect. You know, when you've yes. got your health, you feel happy and it's just all good news. Good news. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
Yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we end here, Matt? Um, I don't think there'd be anything else I could add. It's just I, I'd love people to spread as much awareness mm -hmm. about colostomies and ileostomies. I think it's very important that there's as much information out there as possible and mm -hmm. always remember there are good stories out there. They're not all bad stories. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, right. there, I'm now a good story. I'm a successful story. I'm, I'm happy. I'm healthy again. I'm living my life to the fullest again and I'm loving life again. Well, that's wonderful. That is so great to hear. Well, listen, Matt, thank you yeah. so much for coming on and telling us your story. And I hope to talk to you again soon. No worries. Thanks very much for having me. You're welcome. Bye just now. Bye now.